So I was right with the other ones, though? Yeah. Titanic, Avatar. James Cameron killing it. Worldwide. All over the world. (laughs) So... Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Geek Chew. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And today we're going to be talking about Plutona, number one, from Image Comics, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Emmy Lennox. I thought we were going to do that thing where... Yeah, but it was so poorly last time that... Oh, what? I think... I think we need to maybe just feel it out a little more, you know, practice it 18 times before the next episode. Okay. Not really, but it maybe we shouldn't do it in sort of Okay. Uh Lazarus number nineteen from also from Image Comics, but written by um blanking on the first name, Rucka. Greg Rucka. Greg. And uh Michael Lark. And then the the third thing we were gonna talk about was from Marvel Comics, which is Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, by David Mendel and Michael Walsh. So, before we get into that, I mean, I, I have a feeling I know what's your your number one thing on our list of. Did you have any like intro stuff? I mean, a little, but now that you're like kind of hyping me up a little bit, yeah, I have anxiety. I got that pressure. Yeah, I don't. Keeping it on you. But what, were, what were you going to say? Force Friday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah, I was totally going to mention that. Mm. Yeah, I, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, it's just while we were there, you were all about it. But yeah, but now that it's come and gone and you don't care, I understand. I don't get to open the toy yet. <laughs> so, anyway, Friday... Was was Force Friday where they released all the merchandise for the the new Star Wars movie coming out in December, and we hadn't really planned on it, but we both had the day off, so we went to Target together and just to check out what they had. It's funny some how, weird things and some really cool things. Yeah, it's funny how Target used to be like. We lived in Sumter, South Carolina, for nine years, and when we'd venture out. Target was like a big deal to like yeah. get to the Target because yeah, it was, it was over so an hour fun away. And so nice. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> um, well, now there's one on every corner, so it's not, it doesn't have that same. Not in Sumter, there's not, but. No, here, I mean. Right, here there's, they're all over the place. But uh, for uh, Force Friday, I mean, we didn't like go out and splurge on a bunch of Star Wars toys because we have no need. Um, well, I guess we did, you know, a little for us. Yeah. But you got a super awesome Star Wars Force Awakens T-shirt. Yes, it's very and, soft. Um, we got the T-shirt, the um, the BB-8 like rolling. T- <laughs> That's right. We also got the notebook that I have notes written in for this particular episode with a stormtrooper on the front. Super awesome Molsky notebook. But, um, I don't know. I mean, the BB-8 is cool. We got the the bigger one, 
afterwards I learned that there's another one for like twice as much and it's like half the size, but it's sounds cool. It does yeah, sound so pretty I, cool. I'd like one of those. I think we're going to save the actual remote control BB eight for a Christmas gift, but uh, I don't know. There's uh, there's a, a new book that came out with all the merchandise that aftermath by Chuck Wendig. It's supposed to be, the first part, and I think a three-part series that bridges Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. Oh. So. Uh, Did we see it there? Did you mention it? I, no, I didn't mention it, but it was there. Um, but I, I kind of want to read it. I kind of don't. Like, I, I've i read Can we just, like, wiki that of, and, like, get, like, the real condensed version? Sure. We could. I'm just saying. I mean... So what's um, different about this book is obviously from, you know, when the Return of the Jedi ended, 1983, uh, there was almost nothing until about 91 when Timothy Zahn wrote a three-part trilogy kind of after Return of the Jedi, which I read, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, But, you know, from there they did this whole expanded Star Wars universe. Um over the last 20 years. And this book basically says all that's not canon and they're Uh, resetting everything to, to flow into the new force awakens movie. Um, so I wouldn't really want to be that author, I guess, Uh, (laughs) but you know, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And ultimately I'm, I'm just excited for the movie. We don't really have to read the book. But, and I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. So other than that, the season four trailer for Arrow came out. Very much looking forward to October, first week in October when all those shows come back. Arrow and The Flash. The Flash is going to jump forward six months. So you're probably gonna we're probably gonna have to wait to find out exactly what happened after the cliffhanger. Oh gosh, that's not, like not the best. All but. Tegan does is say how much she hates the that like that's how the show ended because right. she's like dying to know what happened. Yeah, uh, spoiler, I guess Flash survived. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did you have anything else? I don't want to just like list off all my things if you have other things to like. Yeah, I mean, I thought there. I was going to start, but like really that wasn't my thing. Right. Well, I mean, I think we've established that it should have been your thing. So really, it's not like I took over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, go ahead. <laughs> Um, so I'm really into audiobooks again. I've kind of gotten behind on podcasts because I now remembered that I can download audiobooks from the local library via an app, and it's so awesome. So I've been listening intently to The Goldfinch, which is really good and very interesting. And, um, I don't know, reading something via audiobooks, just a different experience. And also I, I don't know, I get to fit stuff in that I don't necessarily have time for. So that is my favorite thing that I've been doing Yeah, lately. And it it is cool that you can do that through the library. It makes sense that you'd be able to do it through the library. Um, 
but it is easy to forget. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. I like that we're watching the latest season of Ink Master. Yes. It's very entertaining. Together. It's fun because, you know, I, I I've put only it jumped on. in on the last couple episodes. Um, right. As they post to Hulu and stuff, but it's nice, like, to see you laugh at these people the way I do when you're around. There are some interesting people, like crazy. You'd have to be, well, either have to be like really up for anything or really trusting or just a complete loon to volunteer, to have your body tattooed for whatever the challenge is that week. And some of them are, are a little loony. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for pretty good television, it I is. guess. And I think what I like about this reality show more than others is that you don't get, like, you get a little bit, of course, um, of the drama between the the players on the show, but it's all competitive drama. You don't get any of the, like, gossipy type stuff. Yeah. It's all, like, really about the competition, yeah. which makes it... And it's more personality-driven, and some people, of course, are... A little more over the top than than others, but right. But I don't have to like sit through a whole bunch of like. Yeah, I no, there's none of that, which I like. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is that, probably why we like. So you think you can dance too? Like we don't get any. Right, it's all about what's going on. Yeah, I guess that's like really all that I've I put on here. You know, working. I like the new like um, news flash on our. Amazon Echo, where I can listen to that in like a couple of minutes while I'm making my breakfast. Yeah. That's a fun little feature. It's like NPR flash briefing. Yeah, I, like should I, do knew- that. Yeah. I should do that in the morning before you get up because uh, we pay, you know, less attention that we probably should, should to like current events that actually matter because it just gets so. It's hard to do, especially because we don't turn on the news because we don't have cable. So, right. yeah. And um, I don't listen to NPR. I mean, I did for a little while, but um, sometimes it's tough to listen to in the car on the way because whatever app I was using was just a little bit finicky. I don't yeah. know. It wasn't it didn't have ease of use. And I don't know. I guess I could listen to it on the local radio, but that's just meh. anyway. So that's nice. I'm actually I feel like a, a grown up listening to my flash news briefing in the mornings. <laughs> Okay. A little bit, yeah. so maybe by the time we're forty, we'll be. Like... You shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we did do our fantasy football draft. Speaking yes, of that's right. That's another thing. Yeah, uh, so that was fun. I mean, it's um, we don't do it for money or you know anything like that. No, I would. I probably is... wouldn't participate if it was for money because it's a guaranteed me losing money. Right. I mean, uh, it's just fun because. You do it and I do it and our son Courtney is in the league and it's, it's always, the draft is almost the funnest part of, um, the whole year because the three of us kind of get together in the room and, you know, laugh as the draft is going on. Mm -hmm. Well, an auction draft I think is more fun in that manner than like snake draft. 
It's definitely, yeah. When when you're together with people, I think the auction trap definitely makes for a better Yeah, Maybe experience. someday we should, well, I mean, all of our friends live in a million different places, right. but maybe we should try that sometime if we ever have local friends. <laughs> yeah. Do um, like a draft party. Right. Which people do all the time. Yeah. And it and would be fun. It does sound fun. Uh, but uh, so Daredevil... Uh, Mark Wade and Chris Somney's run on Daredevil is has come to an end. I guess the last issue just came out last week. I think um, I'm not sure. Do we have those paper or digital? Mark Wade took over, and then all of a sudden hit one of those renumbering phases. So we have, I think, an old volume that hasn't been read yet, and then we have um, the Road Warrior intermission piece on. The iPad, which was, you know, the the book was kind of developed for digital oh, for comics. digital viewing? Oh, cool. And, and then we have the first six or seven issues of, of the run that just ended. And I think it ended with issue 18 or 19. Uh, but it's... So, obviously, not cut up because we, we stopped getting it six or seven. I think that's about when we moved to San Antonio. But uh, it's... It's really, it was a fun, it was a fun run from what I've read so far in that it kind of took that character who's been, um, kind of beaten down and, you know, always dealing with all kinds of, uh, personal angst and and stuff like that and made it kind of more fun, you know, transplanted him from Hell's Kitchen to San Francisco and did all this stuff. Art is amazing. Uh, the story is entertaining. I would highly recommend everything I've read so far. I heard that the, you know, the, um, you know, the issue that ended the run was very good. Did a, did a really good job tying things up. So, uh, I do want to catch up on that, but so that's that, uh, Jurassic world passed a billion dollars worldwide, the box office. Did it? Or international box office passed a billion. In the States, it was 600-something million, which is, I think, by far the most successful movie of the summer. But um, I found it And we still haven't seen it. We still haven't seen it. Maybe next weekend. We're, we'll see if it's still in theaters. It's in theaters this weekend, but we didn't go. Hopefully ah, next weekend. And now we have movie theater tickets because Tegan and I did minute to win it at a work thing and our right. team won. And so we each won two movie tickets. So right. we can use those and go see Jurassic world. Fingers crossed. Yes. Hopefully if it's still out. Yeah. But so I guess only uh, three other movies have crossed the billion dollar mark in the international box office. And the list is really funny. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what would you guess? Titanic. Yes. Avatar? Yes. E.T.? No. Uh, Very recent. It's oh, crazy. Oh, right, because of money. Um, I feel like I should know this. Like, I'm going to, it's going to be like, I heard that somewhere. Furious 7. Oh, I did hear that <laughs> and did know that. Yeah. Ridiculous. But. So I was right with the other is. ones, though? Yeah. Titanic Avatar. Yeah. James Cameron killing it. Worldwide. All over the world. 
So, uh, I, I don't understand the avatar thing. We watched, I mean, we've seen it. Apparently they're making like a ton more movies. They have like an avatar world theme park in the, really in the making. I mean, I don't understand how it's the top grossing movie of all time. I just don't get it, but whatever it is, what it is. Moving on. Spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start or do you have some more things? Well, I had just a couple other. I get, we'll make it quick things. So one of our friends just uh, moved to San Antonio and he was over the other night and showed me this Screen Junkies thing, which um, is a YouTube thing that has honest trailers. And we watched a Mission Impossible um Boy, there was oh, at least like trailers that tell you how the movie goes for real. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's not. Oh, we watched one for Jupiter Ascending. It was yeah, they're pretty funny. They they have more stuff on there, I think, than just honest trailers. They have this movie fights thing, which um, I watched like the first five minutes of one, but they're like an hour and a half long, and it seemed like a lot of yelling, and um, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not for me, but. Uh, the Honest trailer is really funny, and I would definitely recommend it. Uh, and the our show this week is basically, it's, it's almost every comic book we picked up this past Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, but one that we aren't talking about, and I don't think you've even read it yet, was We Stand on Guard number three came not. out. Uh, it's it's crazy. It's It's very intense. It's very... I don't think I've even read the second one yet. Yeah. I'll need to. Um, I don't even know. We'll have to talk about it. You know, not even on the podcast necessarily, but uh, I want to see what you mean your you reaction have a is to it. conversation without being recorded? I know. You know what? Forget <laughs> it. Scratch it from the... That's no good. We <laughs> Obviously, we're not going to do that. Uh, it's... It's a it's a tough read at some point. It's like, wow. Anyway. Um, I'm getting kind of emotional. No, I just, you know, need some water or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we should move on, I guess, to Plutona, number one. Yes. From Image Comics, written by Jeff Lemire and Emmy, I already said it once, Lennox or Lemix. Oh, gosh. Boy, I, I wrote it down, but I, now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't think it's... I'm going to say Lennox because that's what I wrote down. But if it's not correct, I apologize. Uh, to the so, one listener. That's right. <laughs> want to get that information correct. So, five-issue miniseries. Uh, Jeff Lemire writes pretty prolific- prolifically. Uh, right now we're also reading Descender, mm-hmm. uh, which just finished up its first arc, which, um, is really good. It's really good. I'm sci-fi. not sure how I felt like it stuck the landing of this first arc, so, but I, I am right. interested to see what else happens. But yeah, we kind of talked about a little bit how, I mean, I was, I was in on the first two issues and then as it kind of progressed up to issue six, I was like, um, okay, that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy the Green Arrow stuff that he did, and and Pluto number one was I thought uh, a very good intro Me to too. this particular miniseries. Um, 
did you want to, you know, recap or? Um, sure. Yeah, I can do a recap. I guess it's hard. Like, do I start at the end or do I start at the beginning? Basically, it's about a... a, It's almost the same thing. I know. (laughs) So, a group of kids um, find a superhero in the woods. Right. And I think... and, And we talked about this also a little bit before. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really get how drastic the situation was for the superhero. <laughs> and by drastic, I don't know how else to describe. You know, it's she did. She did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and you know, I, I read an interview or two that where Jeff Jeff Lemire was like, you know, it's not really like what's important about the about the book. It's about how that death affects those, the five kids that are the main characters of the, of the book. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is interesting. Cause that's something I really like about this book and what has already got me hooked. Um, are these five kids. We, we don't know too much about the youngest Mike, um, my and Mike are brothers. It looks like most of the focus so far has been on my I, brother and sister. Sorry. Yeah. Um, most of the uh, focus so far has been on my, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not. I, think, I mean, yeah, it, no, I think it has. Um, but, you know, her friend Diana, um, little boy named Teddy, and another boy named Ray. And so everyone has dialogue except for Mike. He doesn't, but you still get to, if you're paying attention to like what other people are saying and also his actions and the pictures with, you know, when other things are going on, you get a little bit of who he is as a character, but just um, how these five um, people end up together in this situation where they stumble upon Plutona is believable since they're also different. But um, it's it's just going to be interesting because they all have different home backgrounds. We've already gotten to a glimpse of right. of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I liked how the the book was set up. You know, it, it, the first few frames um, show where Plutona is and her current situation. But then it kind of dives in um, to introducing the five main character kids almost like a, and I, I felt this as I was reading it and also kind of confirmed, I think, through some interviews. But it feels almost like a, like an 80s movie as it kind of like yeah, yeah, goes yeah. through and introduces um, basically the home life of each kid and then kind of transitions into how each of these kids knows each other. Yeah, it's almost like breakfast clubby. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know. I thought I just I thought it was a really great setup. He didn't linger too long on anything. You really got a feel for um, each character, and or at least the beginning of each character. And, and even how they'll interact in the future. And you can kind of, I mean, it's kind of, if, if you're going by the eighties formula, it's kind of telegraphed how each will 
um, each will act and how they'll change through maybe the five arc, right. five issue arc. But um, there was a lot about the book that uh, I thought was, you know, very um, honest. Like the art is very cartoony, but it deals with. It kind of with, reminds me of um, that recess cartoon. Yeah, it does look like that yeah. a little bit. Um, but it's definitely contrasted by you, you see the, um, you see consequences in reality, very stark. It's not like a kid's book. It's right. the way it's drawn is very, uh, cartoony and, and fun to look at. But I mean, and I, I mean, I, I like that, you know, some of the, like the, the friend Diana, she's like a bigger girl and, you know, she has, these things that she's proud of and her friends kind of take advantage of her. And then other people are like super mean to her. And it's, it was, it was kind of, almost kind of hard to read how her friend treats her. And that, like the and then tensions. also the old, the, not the old girl, the, um, the, how she's kind of bullied like nonchalantly. And it's, I mean, it's all, I mean, like I'm, I know that's how people are. I know that's how kids are. It's like a turn off to read it in the book though. Yeah. Well, because it's not nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that makes the book bad. I'm just saying it's like, ugh. It's, it's very real. Yeah. Which sometimes is difficult. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. But, um, you know, on top of all that stuff that's going on, they've already, they establish early and carry throughout that it's a world that has superheroes and supervillains. And Teddy, who you talked about earlier, he, his hobby is cape spotting and he interacts with her. So he's looking all, there's a city that's far away. They're in the suburbs, but you know, they're close to a hub basically of superhero and villain activity. And he just, he kind of like tracks what he sees and shares that with people online. Um, I don't know. It's, like you said, you know, it, it ends with, uh, them coming across the body of Plutona and, and we'll see where it goes from there. The other interesting thing is the Plutona you know, story at the end, right? Jeff Lemire is writing and drawing, um, kind of this, um, additional, uh, backup series story. Um, I guess it's probably going to be at it the end of every issue. Sort of, to, you know. Right, it's called like Plutona's Last Great Adventure or something. Yeah, that's. Or the Last Adventure of Plutona. Yeah, was, uh, Adventure Pl- is the first oh, word that here. came to mind, but that doesn't Plutona's say. Last Adventure Part One. Yeah. So, I mean, it basically details, um, is going to detail how she wound up dead. Uh, but, and it was only three or four pages in the back. But it's already, when you know where it's going to end, it's already pretty like, wow, that's, that really sucks. Because it shows, you know, uh, what she is when she's not a superhero. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, It's really good. The first issue was really good. I'm looking forward to the next four issues. But yeah, did you have anything else on Plutona? Mm mm. So, I guess we'll move on to Lazarus then, number 19. It's a revisit. 
revisit. We're revisiting Lazarus. Yes, we definitely, we've talked about Lazarus on a previous podcast. I don't remember which one it was. Pretty early on. It must have been because um, I think we tried to cover basically the whole run up to that point. And there's been significant um, changes since then. But Which we're not even going to be. You also to. talked about it last week briefly in the, uh, in the intro yeah. about how upset you were with number 18 and where that left off. But um, I don't know. So... It's still, you know, dystopian future run by these wealthy families and they all have their own Lazarus who is, um, I think, uh, I mean, seems like every Lazarus is genetically modified in a specific way that makes them kind of this ultimate warrior and the main character of Lazarus, the, the series is Forever Carlisle. Um, just real quick before we jump in though, I saw... And I don't know if you saw this anywhere, but Legendary Television picked up the rights for Lazarus, and they're trying to develop it into a TV show. Oh, that's and, interesting. Yeah, so Greg Rucka right now is on as a executive producer, and he'll write the pilot. That would and, be good because, like, yeah. it's such a good book, and it I bet really it could be done really, really well as a TV show. But I feel like it could get really screwed up too yeah like this like <laughs> sure it could they're then they're doing a lot of um adaptations for comic books now on tv not just like the dc stuff but lots of um, things you know um outcast robert kirkman's outcast i think we I mean, only read the first one or two right yeah we had i think we have the first two we have the first two or three but we just kind of fell off after that but that's going to be on cinemax like that's already a done deal. And filmed and I think probably has a debut debut date. I know they released the first images um last week. And I mean there there's other things. Um Well it's not but, surprising because Robert Kirkman, you know, Walking right. Dead. I mean it, it seems like that would be a safe bet for any company to invest in yeah. as far as making a television show out of. So that's, yeah. yeah I mean, I there were, there was other things. It was like USA Network. USA Network has one. Um, uh, I wish I could remember. I was like, I don't remember. And I didn't write it down. I don't remember. You're doing the Wicked and the, and the Divine, right? Is that television or movie? It's been optioned or whatever the right mm-hmm. phrase For is. TV? It's, it's TV, but it's not. You know, there's so many things that can go wrong between when he gets right. picked up and same thing for chrononauts and whatever else. But, um, yeah, so that would be cool if they do it right. It's one of my favorite ongoing series, I think, as far as comic books go. It took me a while to get there. I've, I've always enjoyed it, but uh, as we come to issue 19, it's definitely... One of the things I look forward to most when yeah. I when I see it on the shelf. It stays consistently good. Yeah. It gets better. So number 19 picks up where 18 left off. 18, I mean, it's a month old. I guess we can go ahead and say you were very upset because uh, forever the Lazarus for the Carlisle family had been shot in the head. Because some... Yeah, she's dude didn't do his job. Yeah, so, so she's on this uh, fire team that's basically trying to infiltrate Duluth and uh, take out some encampments and 
heavy artillery places and make it so that yeah. it's a very complex, I don't know where it's, I mean. Yeah, we don't need to get into all the details, yeah. but yeah, they're, so they're on a mission. Somebody didn't do their job. She got shot in the head and that's basically where it leaves it. And, um, number 19 picks up where, you know, uh, of course they have all these monitors and everything, uh, going yeah. off, uh, back at the compound and shows that her vitals are crashing and, uh, and she's not like, she's beginning. not regenerating yeah. where she's supposed to. And, um, uh, I don't know. It kind of, it goes, it goes forward from there. There's a lot of other stuff going on where, um, what is it? It's not espionage. It's like treason. <laughs> uh, a couple of characters are, uh, have their own like nefarious plans on the side. Mm-hmm. The fire team after forever is there. She, I mean, she got shot in the head. She's bleeding out. They think she's dead. Uh, the person who's left in charge says well, we need to push on and try to finish this mission. Um, and I, I don't know, just, um, the way the issue unfolds is I think really, really well done. Uh, again, I think it's one I, of the best ones in the series so far. I mean, there's a, it's hard to pick. Right. I don't know if we, I don't think we talked about the issue. It was, um, maybe four or five issues ago where it was, I mean, half the, I feel like we did talk about half the issue was like, there's no dialogue. It was all dancing. It was all, yeah. um, it was all action, but with just, it was completely silent on the page and the, the writer obviously really trusts and works with the artist to um, make sure that the story is being moved forward and communicated in the right way. But uh, they have just a small bit of that in this issue as well. And there's, there's really nothing even going on. It's just two pages uh, right next to each other where it's complete silence. There's snow falling and the fire team is going through the streets of Duluth. And I don't know. It's just, Really well done. Beautiful yeah. spread that just, um, uh, I don't know. I, the issue is really good. Uh, spoiler alert again, the Lazarus doesn't die. Um, right. You know, I, I'm sure because of the way these issues come, we read so many things and the issues are a month apart. Uh, I'm sure they said at some point that she had stopped yeah, I, as soon as it was mentioned, I remembered it happening. I vaguely remembered it happening, mm-hmm. happening, but there was a reason that her regeneration didn't respond. Yeah, right but away. she didn't tell anyone. Right, she, she just wasn't taking her stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like maybe we didn't do the issue justice, but it's hard as a single issue in such a huge um, story. But it's it's a really great issue. Yeah. And we just felt like we needed to talk about it. Um, I feel like I feel like if someone were to just pick up that one issue, though, they wouldn't. And this is probably the goal of every one right. book that comes out. I mean, it does a good job where you're not completely and totally lost about what's going on. Um, right. Without, every issue could be somebody's first issue. Yeah. Like that's like a Stanleyism, or maybe it's. Just something he took credit for. (laughs) (laughs) 
but that's how I've always heard it attributed to. It's like you always want somebody to be able to jump in no matter where it is. Right. But without having like the obnoxious, you know, recap or. Right. There's <laughs> a word I can't think right. of. Right. No, got it. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that really impressed me about the book is all the back matter. Like it's not only like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's intimidating and I skimmed it, but you know, I I mean, first of all, there's the letters, there's tons of letters and, uh, Greg Rucka takes the time to respond to them all. And well, not all, I mean, whatever letters get published, she responds to them and gives thoughtful, um, you know, responses. And in addition to that, there's also, he includes like, other histories of families and uh, shields and coats of arms. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an intricate, like world history, basically. Mm -hmm. Just it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of material and I, I haven't been able to keep up with it. It's too much, but it is too much. I mean, I keep saying I'm going to go back and and pick it back up again. It's just, it's so much, especially, by issue 19, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I've also started, you know, I switched, um, using, uh, or I switched Twitter accounts. Like I, I've just kind of moved exclusively to our geek account to try to, um, just consolidate my efforts on one account. Cause not important. Anyway, <laughs> we, um, you know, I hadn't been following rock on my, you know, normal, personal Twitter account, but he, he was on our Gichu thing and he's, you know, he's always posting, um, like links and, um, little blurbs about like scientific articles about, um, just all kinds of interesting things that. Right. Cause the, I mean, he does a lot of research for this book. Right. Um, so that way it, everything that he puts in there is something that isn't so completely just made up out of the blue magic that he's like, I'm going to pretend that this is something science could do. Yeah. Like, you know, like, let's just see if we can make forever levitate now as part of her, you know, like that kind of thing. It's not, yeah. Like he doesn't enough research that like the things in this book are things that aren't completely. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, not unbelievable, but uh, yeah, unrealistic. Unrealistic, yeah. Um, so yeah, Greg Rucka, good Twitter follow. Okay. Um, <laughs> but also, just one more thing about this issue is um, in the back it has a preview of Black Magic, which is a new image series that Greg Rucka has coming out in October, which I've, you know, I told you before I I thought it was already out because I had seen a bunch of tweets about how good it was. And, you know, I don't know if they were talking about just this preview or what, but, um, did you read the, the yes. preview? I I think it looks good. I like, I can't the, remember it though, but I know that I read it. Yeah. It's black and white. It has the yes. hostage situation. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I'm definitely going to give the, give it a shot. I mean, you know, you have to, (laughs) 
But uh, so it's Rucka and Nicola Scott. She does the art. And it's basically about this um, Rowan Black, who's a robbery homicide detective in a Pacific Northwest town, uh, who is a traditional practitioner of witchcraft. And um, I mean, it gives a, you know, he has a little letter written in the front of it that kind of describes what the series will be about. And then it's, it's gotta be like seven or eight pages. I don't know if it's from the first issue or if it's just preview material, just preview material, but, um, but if it's not in the first issue, I, I really want to know what happens after it cuts off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So black magic coming out in October also looks good. Anything else on, Lazarus? I don't think so. No. No. So we'll move on to Hank Johnson, Agent, Agent of, of Hydra. Hydra. Obviously by Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by David Mandel. And the art is by Michael Walsh. So David Mandel is like a, a veteran sitcom writer. He's not really... I don't know if he's done... I, I kind of get the impression that he hasn't done any comics before. Right. But, uh, I mean, he worked on Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he's a, the new showrunner of Veep, which uh, I've been watching more of lately. Again, I kind of go in, you know, fits and bursts, but um, I'm almost done with season two, but it's the show's amazing. Um, so, obviously, a really funny guy, and Michael Walsh. Uh, I don't know what else he's drawn, but we read the first volume of Secret Avengers um, not too long ago, and and he did most of the art in that, and and I really enjoy his his style is more of what I really enjoy when I'm reading com like especially superhero comic books nowadays. Kind of you know it's not really it's kind of in the David Aha vein, like it's not his style exactly, but it's, it's closer to that Mm -hmm. than any, than like the muscle bound, like, you know, right. Whatever. Um, all that to say book looks good. Uh, (laughs) I agree. So it's, it's a one shot. Um, and you know, I guess he's, he's, he has said that if sales really like, were like, strong that he wouldn't mind coming back and writing more of this particular book, but yeah, that would be an interesting thing to see. I mean, I, I like how it wraps up. I think it, it ties everything up in a nice little package. It's, it is, it's a, it's a great one shot. And, um, I mean, there are a couple of things I could nitpick about, but overall, you know, um, I think it does a good job telling the story it sets out to tell. And, um, you know, I mean, it would be interesting and I'm sure funny to to see some more of this story if we could, you know, get some more more character development going on and stuff right. for the future. But it, I don't feel like if it didn't happen, it would be like such a tragedy either because this right. really is it's a, it's a right. good little summation of the basically, you know, a week in the life of. Yeah. This one guy, so. So I think, I mean, there's a few interesting things going on in in the book and in this, the mere fact that the book exists as far as 
you know, uh, with secret wars going on, it's created all these allowances for, um, for the Marvel universe and, and what can happen right now as this battle world storyline plays out. And, um, I mean, basically it's, it's just the story about this one guy who's kind of just the rank and file in Hydra. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's one of the guys that, that wears the green and yellow uniform with the red bug eyes. And, <laughs> um, I don't know. The, the opening of the book is basically, I guess it's almost a, um, a shot for shot recreation of this Jim Steranko era, Nick Fury action sequence. Oh, really? Like scaling the wall to Hydra and, um, you know, comes in through a vent or a window or somewhere and he, you know, knocks out one guy and shoots another guy and runs off to the, wherever he's going. And, you know, in a typical, typical comic book, it would follow Nick Fury and here it just stays on the one guy who got knocked out. Right. I think it's, um, it's really funny to, to see this, this job as an agent of Hydra as like being his daily grind, you know, like driving into work in the mornings and stuff. I mean, that's, yeah, he's like a, you know, compare compare him to like some middle management guy somewhere else who's always, right. <laughs> you know, dealing with the the day to day stuff at work that you get beat up about. In this case, I guess literally, and then going home and trying to manage the- manage your uh, your you know your family, your your kids, and your wife who has these expectations for you, and you have expectations for her and the kids and. It, I don't know. It was, there's was a lot of things about the book that um, I think just kind of seamlessly tie together and just paint this overall picture of just this typical guy who mm-hmm. <laughs> who has this uh, atypical job, but kind of cast in a different light. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess we're running kind of long, but... I mean, there's lots of, um, there's lots of stuff in the book that it actually, for, for as thin as the book felt, um, as I was reading it, it seemed like there was a lot in there, but not, but not like, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of words and a lot of reading or a lot of filler. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, just, and it comes around full circle basically to where, you know, you just get it, it stops and starts in the same place basically. Yeah. And it's I mean, it really, cause you know, very the wife done. wants a nanny and he doesn't have the money and you know, this whole arc plays out where he's like, fine, I'll, I'll ask for a raise and get a new position so we can afford a nanny. And, um, I, I don't know. There's this whole thing with this boring school event, school charity that he has to go to. The school is a Hydra elementary school though. (laughs) And like the charity is so they can raise money for this Hydra death kiss machine or whatever it's called. (laughs) And you know, him and his wife decide, you know, that we've had enough. We're just going to leave. And as they're walking out, the Avengers are descending on the place where they're having the charity event to, destroy it um yeah it's 
Um, I guess my one complaint about this book is that while the wife isn't portrayed as like necessarily like a nagging, naggy wife, I don't know about it. She isn't, you don't really get to see too much else of her as far as being supportive right. because she just has a role to play in, in this the story short story right but you don't I like see when her, she's you know when they're at the funeral and they're like <laughs> you know he's she was like i should should have married that guy from the hand yeah. <laughs> but go ahead yeah just you know i mean you, you don't get you can tell by the way they had, Hank and his wife interact with each other and the the whole thing with the new boss hitting on him a little bit and and that kind of thing and how he responds to that that like they're they're a team and and everything but like we just don't get a whole lot of that which i guess would be like my one thing about this book i'm not sure where it would have fit right. in this story um i'm just saying like you know as far as being the wife and mom, it just it would it would have been nice to have her be a little bit mm-hmm. less meh, meh. you know <laughs> that's the best I'm so articulate yeah that's our that's our shtick articulation it's <laughs> what we do for people <laughs> um. Yeah, so his boss is Madam Hydra, and um, there's a whole funny bit where he goes to HR to file a complaint. Uh, I don't know. You you really just have to read the book. It's it's a great one shot. It Very is. funny. Um, and you know, I think they probably would have covered a lot more ground if they had even a five issue uh, miniseries mm-hmm. as far as. You know what you're saying, just character development, and um, but it was, it was kind of a, a sweet little one shot. Yeah. So I feel like I just said one shot like 50 times in the last 10 minutes. So that's the last time for a while. <laughs> okay. But uh, did you have anything else for it? I don't. No. Well, I guess that'll wrap up our episode. If you want to download the show. You can do it from our website at geekshoe.com or listen to it via iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, leave a rating review. And, I don't know, we're on Twitter at Geekshoe. You can contact us there or via Facebook on our Facebook page. Instagram. We have Instagram if you want to. Occasionally we post pictures of just kind of um, what's what we might be talking about or what we have going on. We posted a picture of our small force Friday hall. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's pretty much it. Did I leave anything out? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I guess that'll do it. It was fun. It was smart. We liked it.